Welcome to Red Bull Rant. I'm Jason Iapico. I'm Pat McDonald. I'm Truman, and this is episode 70, The Great Columbus Cow Pie. Uh, you know, this, this team really does have a way of playing down to the opponent's level. It, 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 it amazes me how week in and week out they can just, you know, play up or play down. It doesn't really matter who they're playing. They, they just can't dominate a game for some reason. And, of course, knowing, you know, this team's luck, Henri, I guess, in warm-ups, because honestly I wasn't paying attention because I didn't get to see this game live, Henri comes out with the – I don't even remember what it was. I just know it was a leg injury. But just the fucking luck of this team. I mean, ugh. I, I think it was the – he came down with a didn't want to travel to Columbus, Ohio illness. <laughs> I think that's what it actually was. Well, uh, at least uh, – at least Pecky made the trip out there. That's right. Pecky will go anywhere, I think. He, he, don't, he don't care. Yeah. And he is not afraid of breaking something that's needed, allegedly. Uh, <laughs> allegedly. Yes, have to use the word allegedly there. All right. So, obviously, New York goes to Columbus, just absolutely shit the bed. Do nothing lost. Uh, what do we dislike the most out of all the things to dislike about this game? <laughs> Where does one start? <laughs> uh, I, I, uh, I'll just go with my usual whipping boy for now, and I dislike Louis and Dula. Uh, I just don't feel like he's a true uh, striker. He's more of a winger. Um, he's failed time and time again in that striking position. Um, so, I mean, I guess that's just where I'll start. I mean, obviously he wasn't the only thing wrong with uh, this match. There's actually plenty wrong with it, including the fact that, you know, many times, that, I mean, I tweeted about this at one point, there are many instances where a player would make the right pass, but then nobody was making, nobody was making the right run. And it's just like, it, it was frustrating. It, you know, if anybody had, you know, any offensive sense, it would be a different type of game. But for now, I'm just going to stick with uh, Louie Dula being my whipping boy. You might as well not even had him in the lineup. That's that's how yeah. bad he was. Mm-hmm. He was really a detriment having him in at all. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, awful. I Mine, well, another one of our favorite people to beat up, and that's, of course, officiating, because please someone explain to me what happened on that penalty kick. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know you know, my favorite part was? When you're watching the game, they call foul, and everyone on planet Earth is like, what happened? Then they show the replay, and I go, what happened? Then Shep Messing goes, that's a good call. Good call where? Where was the He couldn't even explain the call. He just goes, oh, that's a good call. Where was the good call? <laughs> I saw nothing. I watched it. No one saw. The Columbus crew players and manager didn't even see where the call was. No, Nobody knows where it came from. And that was those kind of games. That was the kind of game with that lineup that they brought out. Once they gave up the first goal, you're like, where the fuck are they going to score now? Like, how are they going to score a goal? This this lineup was just not built to win, and you just you just knew they were in big trouble. It's, oh my god, it was terrible. Yeah, it's probably the worst worst uh, officiating call I've seen since the 2010 World Cup against Slovenia. I, I I was saying that I was saying this on Twitter. I think this year is the most I've ever complained about officiating ever, mm-hmm. ever. I, I've never seen so many just, and not just Red Bulls games, although we've seen that dozens of times, but it's all over the place in this league. It's it's rampant. Yeah. You, you'd think the professional referees organization would somehow improve the level of officiating in MLS, but it's really, really is bad this year. At, around the league, you hear nothing but complaints about officiating. Like, what's the point of doing this pro thing if it's not going to actually improve results? I mean, I know it's going to take a long, long time, but you see at least some sort of improvement in the first year, right? Because then you figure, well, now all these referees are being taught the same way, which, in honesty, it should have been from the start, but that's the whole issue. Anyway, being taught to call things the same way, being 
call it some hard enforcing the same way. Um, I was watching the Columbus feed because that was what was available on MLS Live, and they made a point of saying how I think it was over 10 penalty kicks the guy given out this year. And, and it doesn't at the beginning of the game. And honestly, I didn't even pay that much attention to it. But I, I should have known that something was going to happen just because they mentioned that stat. Like, that's always, that's always the one thing. There's always, like, that one stat that you know as soon as it's mentioned. It's going to haunt you. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. Uh, so at least for this game, that, that was it. I just wish I'd realized it at the beginning of the game. It saved myself 90 minutes of – well, 45 minutes of boredom. And then 45 minutes of boredom slash wanting to punch something. <laughs> so uh, – so my dislike of the game is 90 minutes of my life that I'm never going to get back. How's that? <laughs> That's pretty there good. There you go. Uh, all right. So what, if anything, do we like from this game? Uh, Truman, why don't you start? Sure. I actually have one. As bad and god-awful as Lillian Dula was, as Spindola was probably the only good player on that lineup that day. He really worked his ass off. He was going down the ball, you know, down the field with the ball, dribbling in front of guys, and there was no one to back him up. And it was like, well, now the, what the fuck do I do? There's no one to pass it to. But he, that man really made absolutely every effort to score. And unfortunately, he was the only one in that, you know, in that game. But I will give him props because he really, he's really starting to turn it around, I think, because uh, he had that long slump. But I think he's kind of finding his groove. Unfortunately, he did not have a strike partner that could help him out at all. Uh, you know, even though he got kind of butchered on the uh, last goal, I guess, if anything, a player that I'm going to give my life to is Luis Robles. I think there were plenty of instances where this game could have been much, much, much worse. And uh, Robles came up with some stellar saves. So, um, yeah, I think that that's what I'm going to have to go with for now, even though, you know, that last goal did not look so, was not very good for him. Uh, I'm going to like that alleged, allegedly Pecky broke a chair because it's, <laughs> uh, assuming it's true, assuming it's true, it shows how much he cares about his not only his job but this team. I mean, you'd imagine most coaches that are banned like that. Mm. Some of them may not. If it was Hans Bakken, would he have even shown up to the game? Honestly, probably I mean, not. Probably not. <laughs> so g- give him credit for even showing up to the game, and then on top of that, to still be that emotional when you're you know removed from the sideline and being heckled by crew fans. It probably didn't help, but... Well, I mean, this is the guy that bleeds for this team 100%. You know, as we as we know, this isn't just a, a job for him. So, I totally... I'm not surprised when I hear he's going to go insane and he might destroy stuff after a game like that. I really can't. I can't blame him. <laughs> he's, he's a fan as much as we're a fan, you know, and, and if not more. Yeah. Alright, so prediction-wise, all of us had called wins, thinking that, you know, New York might have actually shown up for a game. That you know they should have won, but of course that doesn't happen. So none of us get any points. Uh, but so I recalculated everything because apparently I did the math incorrect before the last show. So right now we have a three-way tie for first between Truman, Pete, and Pat. All of you with 17 points. Zach and myself follow up with 15 points. Kevin has eight, and Craig has two. And I have a nifty little spreadsheet now that actually does everything for me. So I will not have any more problems with math apparently. Um, for the fantasy league. I'm still in eighth. Truman's still in 16th. Pat's still in 21st. Uh, number one and two is still the same. But now we have a new number three. Uh, Bill 233 has moved up, taking away number three from nil-nil. So there you go. You know, maybe if Thierry Henry showed up for games, I would actually get some more points. Just just saying. <laughs> you know, if he could let me know before I leave for work that he's not going to be playing, uh, that would really be appreciated. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's, we got one piece of listener mail to talk about from uh, John Gonzalez. He says, Wow, this game showed how helpless and disoriented the Red Bulls look when TT and Hork 
Cahill are not on the pitch to help direct traffic. This one game was as bad as watching the Yankees for the past few months. RBNY put out a team in the second half that was filled with bench players that probably no one knew about or have ever seen. If the Red Bulls put that, that same roster out in a future game, I expect the same scary result. It goes to show you that, yes, the Red Bulls have depth, but the, gra- the gap between first and second string is big. In baseball, they have a stat called WAR, wins over wins above replacement. If that was used for the Red Bulls, uh, Henri and Cahill have to be uh, uh, sorry. Henri and Cahill's war have to be depressing. No one can take that leadership role when they're out. Steel maybe, Dax possibly. Sorry for the wrong rant. Just a fucking piss. Keep up the great work, guys. And, and here's the thing too about this game. Uh... That we were kind of discussing also is that it's going to be very hard to win when you go into a game, you already know you're missing Tim Cahill, one of your designated players. You're not playing Lloyd Sam, who's kind of, you know, been that super sub, you know, maybe started earning some starting time. You don't know. He might have been in the plans. And then you lose Henri. I'm going to say last minute because I I honestly had no idea until the rosters came out what happened. They're like, oh, by the way, he didn't even make the trip. It's always going to be hard when you're losing two guys that that team revolves around. 100% it's going to happen. Yeah, if we don't have those guys the rest of the season, you think we could even make the playoffs or win a game in the playoffs? No. It's it's hard for any team to win without its top stars. That's uh, look look at the LA Galaxy before Donovan came back. Mm-hmm. You know they've definitely started to turn the corner. We came back. That's that shit happened. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a sucky loss. But when you looked at the lineup between them and Columbus, was there anything that were going to sway you to the Red Bulls really winning that game? No, it's just it's it's not going to happen. Yeah, no, it's that that's you know that's definitely a good point. I mean, it's it's not anyone who thinks that this loss as ugly as it was means it's time it's panic time. Uh, that's just ridiculous. I mean, there really is nothing to worry about here. I mean, I know like some people are like, well, this isn't a championship game. Well, it's like the only two only two teams ahead of them right now in the uh, in the Sporter Shield race. Our team is Red Bulls have beaten. So yeah, it's not panic time. This is I think more an aberration than anything else. And I think they're gonna turn it around rather quickly uh, this upcoming Saturday. If they look this bad with Henri and Cahill in the lineup, then I think would be time yeah. to really get pissed off. Right. But you. Like I said, they're the top two guys. That shit's going to happen when you don't have both of them. One, yeah. Two, it's, it's going to be hard. And you, you just saw the results. You saw a bad penalty, and then they just couldn't turn it around. And you didn't have the guys to turn it around. For, for me, though, this, this game, it wasn't necessarily about the result because, yeah, without, you know, Henri and Cahill, I obviously wasn't expecting to win. I, I mean, I predicted to win, but that's because I thought Henri was actually going to play. Um, when I heard that Omni was out of the game, I was thinking, okay, well, our chances of winning aren't going to happen, but maybe we can at least get a draw out of this because Columbus has been very lethargic recently. They haven't done well, so maybe we can at least pick up a point with this team and get some good experience for our players. But no, fuck that. We can't have we can't have nice things apparently. Because <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, like. Columbus played really well that day, and probably that was due to new owners and the, the, their first home games. That, that that probably helped a lot, like that emotional bump. But, I mean, the back line didn't change. Steele, Alexander, McCarty, they didn't change. The spindle didn't change. So when you only lose, granted, it, the, the two big pieces, but when you lose two people, you shouldn't be that dramatically affected, at least in my opinion. It is, it is when not, you have to put Lillian Dula in there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. The guy can't well, score goals. You know what? Honestly, I I, I was kind of questioning that, too. I just, why not just give one of the young guys a start? Should, I mean, yeah, they, they could have started Obacop right off the bat. Yeah. I mean, if you're if you're thinking that, obviously, they're going in thinking that they're not going to play for 
a draw. But, I mean, with, why not give the young guy a chance? Might as well. What's the, the harm? We, if the worst result's a loss, you might as well just take it. Cause right. Because goals again, or goal difference isn't the first tiebreaker. Goal scored is. So it doesn't matter for the, really what you lose by. Right. And can I just add this on for Obacop? Pass the ball, dude. <laughs> Please. You do not have to dribble through every player on the team. You, you really don't. You you can pass. It's okay. I understand he really wanted to work, you know, put a little show on and show what he's made of, but you got to pass the ball. And, I, you know, i got to say the same thing to Spindler. Yes, this game he didn't have people getting in the box, but all season long, Spindler has had a problem of not crossing the ball on the way when he's had the chance to do so and giving the ball away countless times because of that. So just this in general. Game, right. This game there was actually just no one to pass to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's there what I like, said. It was just him. He's like, where is everybody? Yeah. Yeah, this game was one thing, but just in general, he's got to learn to pass the ball, too. Uh, uh, absolutely. <laughs> um, so we we would be taking a break right now to talk to um, the guys from the Philadelphia Union podcast, the Dukecast, but technical difficulties stopped that uh, interview from happening earlier today, so we're going to keep moving on. Uh, Pat, I believe you wanted to talk about a certain United States national team player before we got started talking about the, uh, the Philadelphia match. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think... Uh... Everybody who's a U.S. national team fan should uh, tune into one game and one game only on Saturday morning, and that's Sunderland versus Fulham. Why? Because let's see how Josie Altidore does in his second APL stint. I mean, this guy is on fire. It's, uh, I mean, that that game yesterday against Bosnia Herzegovina was a loss until Jersey Altidore just didn't, well, he was having a good first half, and he was the only player who really was. And then the second half, he just turned it on. Um, you know, it's right now he, along with the U S national team is playing better than they ever have in their entire life in the entire history of the national team. Uh, I think if he can keep this up and I think he will, I mean, what reason is there to think he won't, uh, if he can keep this up, I mean, uh, I think, you know, U S national team fans have to be really excited about our prospects in Brazil in about a year. But, uh, yeah, Josie outdoor, I mean, that hat trick yesterday, just beautiful. And that, especially with that Beckham-esque free kick goal he scored uh, as his amazing. second. It was just, ah, it was a gorgeous thing to watch. And and here's the difference uh, from his first trip in the Premier League to the second time. He will not be riding the bench. Right. Mm-hmm. He will not be the 72nd-minute sub. Mm-hmm. Sunderland cannot keep this guy off the field, and they know that. That's why you went out and got him. I mean, it was, it was different the first time he went. Where it's like, okay, he's not really proven himself, but he's proven himself on the club stage now and on the the national team stage. So he's going to be playing minute, you know, every game. He's going to be starting every game, mm-hmm. and now you're really going to see what he's made of. And that's the good thing about playing for a team like Sunderland in the Premier League because he's not on the big clubs where he might not get minutes. I, you know, little Clint Dempsey, mm-hmm. and. Um, Speaking of him, I just want to say it now. I'd like to welcome Josie Alderdor to Portland Timbers because that's eventually where he'll play <laughs> when MLS wants him. We know he won't be back with the Red Bulls, that he'll be playing with Portland. No, 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 no. So. no it's not Portland. It's going to be New York City SC. Come on. Oh, yeah, that's true. Or when DC <laughs> opens their new stadium or something like that, you know. <laughs> hey, or me and Washington right, are talking. I was going to just say, bring back Jermaine, bring Jermaine Jones to Red Bulls. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I, I wish I got a chance to that game yesterday, but unfortunately I was at work. And, and usually I'm pretty good about avoiding things, but I was just really busy at work yesterday and I had a chance to like hide Twitter, find up seeing it. and So I, I kind of wish I, I didn't actually get to see the goal either, so that kind of disappoints me. But I know I just haven't had a chance to go look for it. 
but you'll be able to find it everywhere for sure. Oh, I'm sure it's I will. Everywhere. I just, I just I, honestly, I just been running around the last like few days, so I just haven't had a chance to sit down to try to look for something like that yet. So I'm sure it's on a certain website that I believe is called EmpireSoccer.com. I'm sure you'll Ooh. be able to find it there, right? Absolutely. Right, yeah. Dave Martinez. Right, right, Dave. <laughs> Video of all <laughs> So yeah, I'll. Probably go look at that and then wish I had watched it so I could have talked about that part. But, I mean, yeah, him going to Sunderland, it's going to be a, a great opportunity for him. Like you said, Sherman, he's not going to be riding the bench. He's going to be in there starting every day. Uh, I don't necessarily see him coming out of the gates hot only because the Premier League would be different than where he's played before. Uh, honestly, I can't remember the name of the league off the top of my head. So, But, I, it's you know, Premier League's a little bit different. It's a, a step up. So, I, not that I don't see him, you know, continuing this general hot streak. Just I think, like, the first few games you might not – the level that we've seen out of him with the men's team these past few months. But I still think it's going to be great for him to be back in the Premier League, getting regular minutes in the Premier League, and showing what he can do. And, like Pat said, if he plays well, it'll be great for the United States going into the World Cup in 2014. And and with the way everybody was playing this year, if they can keep this going, I'm not going to jinx it, but United States could be, it should be at least in the round of 16. Oh, yeah. Well, this is what we're going to do right now. This is what I'm doing, and uh, I am sending a link on our Skype of the goal. Jay is going to click it, and he's going to watch it right now. He's going to watch <laughs> it live on the podcast. He's going to click it and watch it, and he's going to give us his honest reaction of the goal. <laughs> it's going to happen. It's going on right now, ladies and gentlemen. This is the first time ever on Go ahead, Jay. You, you watch that video. And a lot of activity on the edge of that goal as well. As Josie out the door. Make sure the you guys can hear me. Five straight games for the goal. Holy crap! <laughs> wow. <laughs> that honestly, that was like a Beckham-esque goal. Yes, of course it was. That was perfect over the wall. Just like just shot at the top corner, but all right. So since I watched this, I have a question. I, I heard apparently Taylor Schwalman and Alexi Lawless were talking about him and um, outdoor free kick. Is this correct? Like they, they were making some like disparaging remarks, sort of like uh, Schwalman with his Tim Cahill isn't the goal scorer comments. It, so what, what was up with that? Since I wasn't watching, I don't know. Uh, I don't remember. Maybe we'll just have to have those guys on the show. They can explain themselves. Yeah. <laughs> have to bring them back. Right. Next week's guest, bam. <laughs> Both bubble. <laughs> Explain yourselves. Answer so, the rainbow red. So let me, uh, since you mentioned guests, um, next week I'm actually, we're actually going to talk to the Duke cast. Hopefully the technical problems won't be there. Uh, we plan on doing the follow-up with them anyway. So, And it has not been decided yet, but I propose at least the idea of a friendly wager to the Duke cast. So uh-huh. we'll have to we'll have to talk amongst ourselves and see what we're comfortable with doing. Uh, the jersey idea of having a person wearing the other team's jersey has already been thrown out, so that's, we can't do that. Yuck. That's yuck, anyway. That's just, just gross. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't want to subject us to that just in the off chance that New York plays down to their competition again. <laughs> so, um, speaking of playing down to competition, uh, New York is hosting on Saturday the Philadelphia Union. Game is 8 p.m. start time on NBC Sports. I uh, don't remember where exactly Philadelphia is in the stands. All I know is that they are below us, you know, only KC's above us in the East. Um, so, thoughts on this one? Uh, haven't received a response back yet from the, the guys, so I don't have their predictions. But, Pat, we'll start with you for your prediction. Uh, I mean, that's, I think I said it before, and I'll say it again. I think it's going to be a bounce-back week for the, uh, for the Red Bulls. Um, the Union have actually never once gotten a point against the Red Bulls in Red Bull Arena. So, uh, I think that 
trend is going to continue. Jack McEnany is still very cold at the moment. Although, I mean, Rebels do need to be on the, you know, on alert for uh, Case, uh, Connor Casey, who's having a, a, a solid season, a solid comeback season. Um, you know, Henri is definitely going to be back. Cahill might be back, even if he can be a late, you know, a late game changer or something. Uh, that be would play in the Rebels' favor. But uh, I think, yeah, I think with the home home field advantage and all that good stuff, I think the Rebels are going to get back to their winning ways and make Columbus a distant memory. Uh, I'm going to say they're going to take home a 2 nothing win. Jay, if you'd like to know where they're standing, it's one point below in third place. Still below. So one point. So if you want to talk about big games, this is not just a rivalry game. This is a huge, huge swing in playoff standings. I mean, this, this is big. Uh, really what Philly's been doing is what other teams should be doing, and that's they've been beating up crappy teams. I mean, it was nice last week. They had, you know, the worst team in sports, DC United, to play against, and they beat them. Uh, the biggest thing, like you said, Connor Casey has been a monster, and we know what Connor Casey does against New York. And that's going to probably be him and McInerney are going to be priorities one and two. Sebastian Latou will be priority number 11, probably. I, you know, he's not been that great against this team, so... They're going to have to play their asses off on defense. I mean, that's that's absolutely number one. And usually at home against high offense, you know, high offensive teams, that's what they've been doing. So I think this will be a big bounce back. Hopefully TT's pissed. Hopefully he's pissed at watching that last game and you're going to have Pecky back on the sidelines. I believe everyone will be healthy. I believe Cahill will play. I think Lloyd Sam will be playing. Um so if this team comes out in a hopefully near sellout, I'm really hoping it's going to be a near sellout for this game. I don't I don't see any reason why it shouldn't be packed. Saturday night, 8 o'clock, national TV, big away, you know, big traveling fan base. And what's, what was the team's favorite game? That home game against D.C., that, you know, last year. Big crowd. So I think they're going to get up for it. And I, I hate predicting rivalry games. I fucking hate it. But look, I think they can win, and... I'm going to say a 2-1 win for the Red uh, Also, one, one just quick side note. Uh, Brad Wrightley, Brad, uh, Bradley Wright Phillips should be available for the Red Bulls, if I'm not mistaken. So, that means maybe no chance of seeing Lou and Duel on the field. Oh, there should be. A ch- I'm, I'm telling you right now, I don't want to see him at all. I don't yeah. want to see him in a substitute. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing against the guy personally, but he cannot fucking score. Put Obacop in again. I'd rather, yeah. I'd rather have that. Uh, so, first off, when did this become a rivalry game, huh? Because <laughs> everyone hates this Sorry. town, and I think we've Sorry. all known what everyone's dictated this game as a rivalry game. Sorry, I just just had to kind of get that in there. I hear you. Henri <laughs> um, back, Cahill is back. He probably won't play. Reports are right now. I think saying he won't play a full game, but at least part of the game he'll play. Pecky back. Pecky is definitely gonna be pissed. I mean, I can't imagine what it's been like for that team in training all week. But all I'm saying is revenge is coming. And with that, it is time for the Jason Iapico Fuck You Pick of the Week. Yes, it's time for that pick, that crazy pick that I've I've taken over somehow over the last uh, month or two. Not only are they going to bounce back with a win, it's going to be a huge win. Oh, boy. (laughs) Is it going to be a 2-0 win? No. Is it going to be a 3-0 win like Philadelphia unfortunately got on us a, a few weeks ago? No. It's going to be a 4 nothing win. Yay. The same beatdown we gave on Montreal after our last loss to Colorado, which also happened to be a 2 nothing loss on the road to a team that we should have beaten. So, so that's my big crazy pick for the week. 4 nothing shutout. Absolutely curb 
stomping the Philadelphia Union. <laughs> well, I guess we put go. this game on you, huh? This one's all on you. This one's on Jay. <laughs> well, my crazy predictions, I mean, it's kind of always going to be up to me, isn't it? Yeah, oh, absolutely. So, hey, I was the only one that predicted a win in, in Kansas City, so... Yeah, that was great. How'd the one go last week? Not so good. Well, that's because I wasn't the... Actually, that's, that doesn't bode well then, because I'm not the only one to pick win this week. So, huh. Maybe I should change it to a loss and do the reverse jinx thing. No, I can't do that. This isn't the scene, right? I can't do the reverse jinx. Uh, all right. So, that is all that we have planned for tonight. Uh, actually, just a thought in my head. Um, going away from the Red Bulls. So, this Saturday starts the 2013-14 Premier League season, and it starts the first year that NBC Sports has the TV rights in the United States. First off, I want to say that the online and broadcast, or not broadcast, cable TV packages, at first, I was up and down on this. At first, I was, it was great. Then I thought it was bad because I didn't think I was going to get the NBC Sports Live extra thing. But now I have it, so I'm all in on this right now because I am not paying $160 a year to watch my watch the Premier League. That's, that's that's the best thing right now. That that was the one that I hated the most about the Fox soccer stuff. Is one I didn't have Fox soccer because Fox soccer wanted an arm and a leg from cable companies. My company's not that big. And then if you wanted to watch online, it was one hundred and fifty, hundred sixty dollars a year. Which granted, at least they had Champions League and Europa League to kind of make up for the fact that you're paying so much. Which brings me to another point: Champions League, Europa League, and select games from like the Scottish Premier League and I forget what else, or the A League. Is it worth $160 a year? Oh, no. Go, so go home, Fox Soccer. You're drunk. I mean, <laughs> Well, they're going home because they will be ceasing to exist yeah. <laughs> momentarily. They will be going That's, home forever. It will be that Fox Sports 1. That is true. But so my plan is, and I don't know how this will work with the NBC Sports thing, is if for whatever reason I can't watch a game live, I'm hoping that they'll, let, that they'll allow you to watch afterwards. I'm hoping. I don't know if that's the case or not. But I'm going to try my best to watch uh, t- Saturday morning because i got to watch Everton play. So I'll watch Everton, but I'm more, again, I'm more Yanks. Nothing but Yanks. I, I will say this. Fox Soccer, I thank you, and I will miss you because they did a hell of a job in helping expose not just the English Premier League, but they really helped put soccer kind of on the American landscape. You know, and if you're going to do that, you're going to you're going to show the best teams. And without them, I don't think this. You know, we might not be as exposed to this sport as we are. I mean, they did show MLS. I mean, yeah, they revolved around the Premier League, but that's fine. And they were the only network covering it. It was just them. They're the only one in America that had a hour long soccer review show. You know, so I think they did a hell of a job. And Hopefully NBC stepping up if they do a good job like they've been doing with the NHL and MLS, I it should be fine. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, so I will say you know good luck in your future endeavors, Fox Sports One, and uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. So actually, going back to the NBC thing in a minute, there is one more part of this that I mentioned, and this is the part that kind of pisses me off. You know, I've seen a bunch of advertisements by NBC, you know, like keep calm, pictures. Pick your side. They had the Dem- or the Pepsi. Um, I don't know why I'm blanking on his name. Uh, they had players up on the billboards in Times Square. Gareth Bale. I don't know why I blink, but they had Gareth Bale up on the, the boards in Times Square. They've been doing a bunch of advertising for this, and that's great. I just wish they would do the same thing for MLS because you know, it's only the league that actually plays in the country which you're from. Well, we I are. mean, I I understand the reasons because Premier League brings in more money. I get that. I just wish we were at the point where. NBC could put as much into MLS as it does the Premier League. I, I, I just wish we were at that point. That's all. Although, would you really want to see a gigantic Landon Donovan in Times Square? I know I don't. <laughs> well, no. That would have to be like Terry Armour or something. I'm, come on. <laughs> well, I'm just saying they would throw in an American guy because it's MLS. You know, I'm just saying. It'd be cool at this point. Well, yeah, 80, 80 foot Clint Dempsey. In a Sounders jersey. It's got to be Clint Donovan or 
a big name player from Europe like Cahill or Henri because that's the only way people are going to recognize the faces. Or Josie in his future Portland Timbers jersey. Mm-hmm. Then again, you know, you know, uh, you know uh, the crazy MLS rules. For all we know, we probably still have his rights. Yeah, yeah. That when it comes to our team, we know rights don't mean shit. Yeah. Or he's going to go through allocation order. I mean, <laughs> we don't know. The rules are made up. That's right. The rules will change quickly. Uh, so, uh, hey, does anyone have anyone who want to make their top four Premier League picks now? Anyone? Anyone want to do that? Talking end of the year results? Yeah. Okay. Oh, you guys go first. I got to think of mine. Pat, would you like to go first? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, I think I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna go Man City, Chelsea, Man U. And Tottenham. I'm going to go, because I love the special one, and I don't love the team, I'm going to go Chelsea 1, just because of, just because of Josie Mourinho, that's it. Chelsea 1, uh, Scummy Scummy Man United 2. I think Arsenal finished 3rd, and by some act of God, Liverpool finishes 4th, and finally gets back into the Champions League. <laughs> I know it won't happen, but I don't care. All right, Man United 1st, because then Moyes finally gets his title. <laughs> Chelsea in second, Arsenal in third, and Everton in fourth, only because then UEFA is going to say, we don't want Everton, so now we're going to make it three spots for... That's right. <laughs> They'll, change, They'll change the rules like MLS changes rules. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I personally think with uh, Manchester United, I think uh, David Moyes is going to get his first tie, and everyone's going to lose their shit over in Manchester and be like, you know, Moyes watch is going to be on your, you know, it's going to be a Twitter hashtag. They're all going to bust out their green and yellow scarves and be like, blame American owners for bringing in David Moyes because we all know it's crazy town over there about their coaches and their soccer. Oh yeah, and they haven't had anything to bitch about for twenty years, so. <laughs> Yeah, they still they're like, damn the American owners that win us titles. Oh, bitches. I mean, it's not like they don't have the. Here, here's the only thing that the Red Bulls have over Man United. The Red Bulls have the Emirates Cup. Fuck yeah. <laughs> right. We ain't giving it back either. We're keeping yeah. that thing. We weren't invited back because Arsenal was afraid, yo. That And the referee wouldn't let Henri play for Arsenal in the second half. Yeah. So he's like, well, fuck that. <laughs> What's the point if we can't have that happen? <laughs> All right. Um, so any, any last thing? Things you want to discuss? Uh, yes, of course. Everybody, before the game against Philly, at El Pastor from 12 to 7 o'clock, Empire Supporters Club are going to have a big fundraiser. It's going to be for the AIDS Resource Foundation for Children. Uh, you want to go to the website? It's AIDSResource.org. Uh, everything should be on the ESC website, Facebook, Twitter, blah, 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 blah. We're going to have bands. Uh, we're going to have DJs spinning music. And we're going to have, hopefully, a shit ton of stuff to give away. Awesome raffles from the New York Red Bulls. So come on out. We will. There's TVs everywhere. There's TVs inside. There's TVs outside. So if you want to come early, watch the Premier League. That's what I'll be doing for sure. And... Just out of curiosity, let's see the weather because obviously that'll play a big part in. Uh, let's see, Harrison there. I'm hoping for good weather this weekend since I'll be up there uh, or in the area of New Jersey. So let's see this weekend. Oh, look at this: 82 degrees, mostly sunny, only a 20% chance of rain, 10 degree wind. So you know it's going to be a, a good day out. Let's so go. <clears throat> so, like Truman said, if you're there, go to the ESC. I wish I could go. I have a family party that weekend that I'm attending, so that's why I won't be at the game. Um, I think we were talking about it before. Unfortunately, I think Truman's the only one's actually going to be able to make this game. So yeah. Wait, wait a minute. Wait, Dave Martinez has now broken into our our uh, our IM feed here. <laughs> uh, so when did Dave become a hacker? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Oh, well. All right, um, so let's wrap this one up. You can visit our website at redbullrant.wordpress.com. Our 
our, you can email us like uh, John did at redbullrant at gmail.com. You can call us at 973-348-5329 on Skype. Our username is redbullrant if you want to call us that way. Uh, Facebook, facebook.com slash redbullrant. Google Plus uh, on Twitter at Red Bull Rant for the show, at Dr. Stooge for myself, at PMACD82 for Pat, and at The Truman. And you can listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. And if you listen to us on iTunes, please leave us a rating. Let you know, let us know <laughs> what you thought of the show. Any last things to say before we wrap this one up? Uh, yeah, one before I have another brutal coughing fit, which thankfully I mooted my mic for. Hmm. Let me think. What, what, what is it? Oh, yeah, that's right. Win, beat, Philly, scum. Oh, let me, and let me ask, let me just add one more thing. Philly Union with your Bimbo sponsor. Your sponsor is so awesome that they shut down the local factory here in eastern Pennsylvania that employs about 200 people. And about 70 people are going to lose their jobs permanently. So suck it, Bimbo. Suck it, Union. Red Bulls win. Bam. Bam. Yeah, I'm with you. Win. Especially. Boom. Fuck corporate terribleness all right so for pat truman and myself this is episode number 70 of the red bull rant thank you for tuning in and as always go red bull Peace. Peace.